Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes and industry legends. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Winter vacation is calling. The Icon Pass unlocks powder playdates, breathtaking views, and unique mountain adventures across the world. It's not too late to have the ultimate winter vacation. Drop in now. Last chance to buy is December 12th. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. I am joined today by Stephen Nyman, and we're in Copper, Colorado. Welcome, Stephen, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Amy. Nice to see you again. Yes, yes. And When were we last together we were last together some spider shoot somewhere at a spider shoot where you were wearing pants that were way too tight well, that's usually <laughs> the case actually and you were being goofy and it was awesome we've seen each other since um oh no Alta, warren we miller were, warren miller yeah. yeah that's true yeah last that was year's last premiere time. in the- park city or not premiere but yeah. Park City showing yeah you got the fan yeah and the dog and todd yeah Sweet. bill the dog was there hi todd <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for our listeners, you are a four-time Olympian, of course. Um, you have many World Cup podiums to your name, your speed skier. But I want to know from your perspective, Stephen, what are the highlights of your career as a professional ski racer? Um, my first <laughs> – what was really cool was my World Junior gold medal, uh, 2002, Slalom, Torino, Italy. Um, my dad came, kind of surprised me. Ended up winning. Yeah. I was on the Park City ski team. I had a backwards uh, baseball cap <laughs> base, or billy hat. And, like, I was in cutoff. I was in 90s stretch pants and a cutoff downhill suit top. Like, I was just a total <laughs> hobo. <laughs> and I beat Axel Svindal and Mark Berto. Obviously, Axel is, like, a legend in ski racing. And he was on the podium. And he's like, who, who are you? Who are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like... Have you raced any World Cups? I'm like, no. Does it look like it? <laughs> Have you raced any Europa Cups? No. I've raced a couple Norams. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was kind of the, the beginning. So I like that cool. set it all off. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So that was cool. And my dad was there and it was it was cool to share that win with him. Yeah. Um, and then my wins in Gardena are just super special. It's just like a place I get to that. You just, um, that's, you've had multiple wins there. Three wins, yeah. Yeah. Four is the record. Um, Franz Klammer and Christian Gadina are tied with four. Yeah. So maybe I could get that. Maybe I could join their presence this year. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it was 2014. There, there was hardly any snow. Just basically a three-inch layer of ice the whole way down the track. Super bumpy. Everybody was kind of freaked and on their hills and scared. And every training run I went down, I beat everybody by over a second. And I was like... Which is an eternity. It's, it's on. And But I said, race day, somebody's going to step it up. I got a, I got a hammer. And uh, I did. And I won the race by three or four tenths over Jansrud. But I was proud of myself not taking it easy thinking I had it I said no I gotta step it up and I executed just uh, that's probably my most perfect run I've ever made so it was cool 
That's really cool. But um, it's that, that place you get to where you're like, you see every single turn and you see that piece of snow and you see that crystal there and you, you move over every piece of terrain with, with conviction instead of hesitation. And it's, it's, it's just a, that's what you seek after in ski racing. You, you yeah. have that picture in your head and you try and go after it. And that's cool that like, that's what's sticking with you. Not like, Oh, I won like blah, blah, glory. It's like, no, that moment where I was like doing my personal absolute best. Yeah. You set out to do something and you do it. And yeah. that's, what's cool. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm still doing it at 37. <laughs> you didn't mention it. I'm 37 years old, still ski racing. I didn't know exactly what age you were other than like you were basically Todd's age. So now we're throwing Todd under the bus on the podcast. <laughs> Both my dad and Todd take a lot of heat on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, of course, as in addition, you are part of the Warren Miller family. You've been in two Warren Miller films. Yes. One was in Utah. Yeah. It was part of like a Utah segment and you were skiing with your brother, correct? Uh, my three brothers. Three brothers. Which is kind of fun. Um, and then so they had a Ski Utah segment and and – Sundance is where I'm from. We were featured in that little part of that segment. And the only time I could really ski was in the end of March or beginning of April. And we were already closed. It was such a low <laughs> snow year, but they made it look good. That's like, what they do at Warren Miller. There was, like, there was no snow. Like, yeah. it was dirt, but they made it look good. Yeah. And uh, I also did another shoot with Spider in Portillo, which was pretty fun. Oh, that'd be fun. But... What's it like but, just stepping into that world where, like, I mean, that's my world. That's all I do. People always ask me, like, do you race? I'm like, no, 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 no. But, like, you get to step in. I feel like it's, like, a break for you to step into, like, what's my, like, ultimate place, you know? Well, it was, it was, it was fun and it was cool. Yeah. But we were in this, like, old rickety helicopter. Oh. And <laughs> the guy, like, the, the helicopter pilot, I think it was Dav or somebody was like, I want to go there. And the helicopter pilot was trying to get there, and he couldn't make it, and he took a dive down. And he tried to go again, and you could just feel the rotors, like, not grab air. And then he dove down again. I'm like, Maybe we I don't care, <laughs> man. Like, you can ski right here. Like, this is when things go wrong. <laughs> luckily, we didn't crash. We're okay. Yeah. So still nerve-wracking in its own way. It was probably my big skier booty. He didn't know my weight. Yeah. Dab's like a little twig. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice to be thin for I've had we were when we were heli skiing actually in uh, Valdez for one million a few years back. I was with all girls and they did all their weights and I think they were expecting us all to weigh like hundred pounds or something because we were girls. Yep. And the guide comes back, he's like, geez, you guys are heavy. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks, whoa, whoa. man. <laughs> Things things that Warren Miller viewers might not know. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopters don't like heavy athletes. Um, but kind of going back to ski racing, you basically started like the fantasy football league of ski racing. And I want to know more about that. Um, yeah. So on the U.S. team, we play fantasy football as a group, a kind of right. thing that brings us together. It's pretty fun. But in 2010... I, I was like, skiing doesn't have this. I'm going to create it. And I was, I was talking with Nolan Casper, who's a former ski team member, and we came up with the idea mm-hmm. and just kind of sat there. I mentioned it to my brother, who was studying web design, and he's like, I'll, I'll do it. And so we started working together, and my brother's kind of a rookie. He helped manage, and he could speak that language. I don't, I don't speak that language, so... <laughs> um, my buddy from high school is actually really, really good at web design, and so he helped build the first framework of it all. And, and uh, we had three or four versions of it. Kind of didn't work. A lot of people yelled at us. A lot of people, I'm like, dude, it's a free game. Like, they're like, you're rigging it. I'm like, who cares? Like, why? <laughs> 
there's nothing on the line. Yeah. Um, but the latest version is it's pretty cool. It's basically kind of works off of the the fist point system. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the rule of the seconds. If you risk Ted Liggety for the win, you're risking 100 points. And if he gets the win, he gets 100 points. And second place is 80 points, 60, 45, it just like tears down. So you kind of just accrue your World Cup points, and then you get to see how you're ranked around the world. And we have over 20,000 unique really? users, which is cool. Wow. But Do you think a lot of them a, are in Europe too? There's a lot of it, initially, it was probably 70, 80% North America, but now it's moving to Europe. Yeah. But we have a lot of problems, and we based the whole system off of the FIS's website, and they changed their website. And now it's, no. like, <laughs> it's, it's a pain, but it's fun and it's it's a labor of love. Yeah. But for uh, sure. people like it, and. Um, yeah, we get random messages of, yeah. of appreciation. It's so thanks have, for like, the appreciation like, messages, people. Yeah. I uh, I would like to say I'm going to start doing it, but I can't. <laughs> I don't even understand, like, fantasy football. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. So I think it's just. Essentially, you you try and predict the top 10 sure. on the World Cup. That's all you're doing. Yeah. And uh, you, you if, if you're a core fan, mm-hmm. you get to know, okay, like. Yeah. Here's the tracks, and these people did well at this track, and they tend right. to suck at this track, so I'm not going to put them in my top ten or whatever, you know. So it's kind of fun, and uh, and for some reason the French have like really attached to it. The French love it, so that's, that's awesome. cool. French, Americans, Canadians, and then there's a bunch of other countries out yeah. there. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, didn't make any it's money on fantasy it. ski racing. Fantasy Ski Racer. Fantasy so Ski we have, Racer. Yeah, we have an app. You can get it on iOS and Android. Um, and Fantasy Ski Racing's taken, and the guy wanted thousands of dollars for the name. So Fantasy Ski Don't Racer Don't use his. Is. Use mine. Fantasy <laughs> Ski Racer. I don't think that even exists. He just sounds the web name. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So please play. I don't make money off it, by the way. It's just... Just, it's just fun. It, just it's be engaged with like what you're watching. It's such a like a national sport. It's like go America, go Italy, go Germany. You know, yeah. it's like I, I wanted it to expand people's knowledge. Was kind of my goal. Yeah. Beyond go your country. You know? Right. So um, get to learn all the other guys where they do well, where they don't do well, stuff like that. So yeah. And you get to pick any race: men, women, downhill, super GGS, combined, slalom. Whatever it is, you get to try and predict those results and see where you rank. Okay, so maybe maybe now I will try it. It sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> see, I um, kind Easier of like than fantasy football. I'll, well, I'll give you that. Oh, that's good because that's too confusing. <laughs> but um, kind of segueing on that, and I know we have to stop talking about skiing soon. But I know that you kind of have a role, um, kind of within the U.S. ski team of being kind of a mentor. I know you work with Bryce and there's the American Downhiller thing. And I want to know, like, what you think moving forward is, is, like, the strategy that you're attacking with. Because, like, I know that last season it seemed like the U.S. was doing really, really well in training runs, like everybody you were working with, and then it wasn't, like, necessarily translating to races. And so, like, what is, like, moving forward with, like, the dynamic of the team and you and your place there and, like, you know, someone like Bryce who's super young and you have all this experience, like, what? how do you, like, put that together for, like, what's, like, the primary strategy for this year? Um, it's not a role. It's just something I try and do. Right. But, um, Which is nice. Mentors yeah. are the best thing ever. <laughs> But it's it's what's kind of cool is something has developed in the ski team this year, and it's actually a mentor program. So each senior athlete is is designated to a younger athlete to be a mentor of some sort. If they have any questions, go to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm I'm teamed up with Sam Morse, but I try okay. and 
help any of the guys on our team right, right now, you know, um, just because, like, I made a lot of dumb mistakes and, and didn't have that person guiding me. And it'd be nice to have some of those guidances so you just sure. don't waste a race or waste a year, you know, yeah. banging your head against the wall. So that's kind of why I go about it that way. And they listen to me and they don't listen to me. And sure. But it's it may not work for them. It may work for them. I don't know. But I'd, I'd rather let it out there instead of just hold it inside. And I'd, I, I just have a theory of if you can raise the level of somebody on your team or uh, the whole group then you need to step it up to stay ahead of them. And uh, I'm competitive by nature, but I see this as a really good way to compete because their success is going to be my success. Um, and if they're jumping ahead of me, I want to jump ahead of them. And it's just going to push the level higher and higher yeah. and higher. And uh, Create more overall drive for yeah, everybody. Yeah, and understanding. And, and it was cool in Vengen this past year. I crashed and whacked my head pretty good. I've never had a concussion, so I was kind of out of it. But he got fourth, and I've never been fourth in Vengen. And I was just like, Bryce, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I just want to go home. <laughs> um, and I, I took off that night and was driving home, and he texted me, and he was just like, thank you. Like, I, this is, like, really special to me, and if it would, I don't think I'd be here without your help. And that meant the world to me. Yeah. And, and just to... Like, if I never get a podium again, like, that's super satisfactory right there. Um, but I do believe I can be on the podium, and I do believe I can still beat those youngsters. And I'm skiing well, and my body feels good right now. So we'll see what the year has Go in store. <laughs> you should know, Todd and I are always, like, up in the middle of the night watching the races. They're in Russian, and no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Russian YouTube feed. Yeah. So great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Americans crazy. watch our Why are we always listening to Russian TV? <laughs> All right. Okay. We can't talk about skiing anymore. We've, we're have we not supposed to talk about skiing on this podcast, so it's the non-S-word part of the program. If we okay, say the S-word, cool. you owe me a cookie. Are you down? Cool. Okay. If you do too. I like cookies. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you back cookies. Right, cool. I break my own rules sometimes. All right. <laughs> okay. I already so, have one. I, I know at one point I'm going to say the S-word, but whatever. <laughs> it's okay. It's not about perfection. Yeah. So I am under I it's it's been come to my attention that you are quite the king of like DIY and home improvements. Is this true? Like you're really into <laughs> doing all of these projects by yourself. Is this true? I, I'm into saving money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well there's motivation for everything. It's, it's my wife's uh my wife thinks I can do it, and she supports the saving money thing too. Yeah. So my wife is Charlotte Motes, who has a lot more Warren Miller films under her belt That's than me. Awesome. Um and we moved to Jackson a year and a half ago, and she's been there since '02, and we got a cool house up in the woods, and it needed a lot of care. Yeah. And I fixed a lot of it up, and I was really happy, but she just got a job in Park City, so we just moved back to no, Park City. No, I mean, yay, because you'll be closer to Utah, but yeah. so then are you going to start in again with all the other home improvements? No, we, we're, I, I'm over that. So you, so you <laughs> said, yes, we, I have a little condo there, and it's totally fine and I fixed all that up as well but we're selling that and buying a bigger house because we're stepping on each other because I so I personally hate DIYing I can't do it I always it's harder than Pinterest makes it look the YouTube's never quite like descriptive enough I always sustain an injury so like <laughs> since you since you at least you have still done got ten fingers <laughs> maybe maybe one of them's fake you don't know <laughs> nothing that bad but like as someone who maybe at least maybe if you don't love the DIY you've done it a lot successfully like what's like your biggest like recommendation for taking um, on projects by yourself 
I don't think it's that hard. Really? Actually. Okay. But the biggest thing is have a plan. Like make a map. If it weren't for Charlotte, I would be, I would have like just been like, that corner piece, start there, zip, zip, zip. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. We need to like lay it all out beforehand before you do all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. So maybe pretty have, smart, you know? have a plan and have a partner. Yeah. That might be key. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's like me alone, like crying at like my phone. <laughs> she's, she's definitely the brains. Um, me, she'd tell, she'd, she'd lay the plan out and she's like, okay, you gotta go it. take care of the kid. Yeah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, tile, the tile, trim, doors, uh, deck, railing, um, lighting, electrical work. She really doesn't Whoa. believe in my electrical work. I've ruined a lot, but I've also <laughs> fixed a lot. So, <laughs> um, but the electrical work sucks because you're like, you're up there and you think you have it and then you got to run downstairs to the breaker and then you flip it and then it doesn't work and then you run up there and they think it's just like running up and down the stairs. So if you have like partners there, that's like way yeah. nicer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. DIY man. Um, Steven, what would you say is your very best quality outside of any of your athletic endeavors? I'm sensitive. Oh, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's, it's my strength and weakness. I, sure. I care. I, I should say, I don't want to say I care too much. I, 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 I'm a pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I like being a pleaser, but it's also my weakness. Mm-hmm. And so I need to just sometimes say no. You're a yes so person. So I, I need to be selfish when um, it comes down to my business. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Especially to my daughter. <laughs> dad, <laughs> where are you going? I'm sure she's already oh, learned okay. like, the dad face that'll like get her anything. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. She's like, yesterday, she's like, Dad, I have a question. I'm like, who are you? You're not even two and a half. <laughs> and then she just goes, let's play. <laughs> okay, you don't know what a question is, but it's kind of cool that you're saying I have a question. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. I haven't I haven't seen your daughter since she was a baby baby. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's quite the little human huge, now, huh? Huge, talkative, manipulative. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Um, I guess in, in line with that last question a little bit, what would you say is like the best or like the most important advice like anyone's ever given you in your life? Um, my dad always said the grass is greenish where you water it, but it's just, it's work towards something. And to add on that, it would be have an understanding of what you're trying to work toward. Yeah. Because you can work toward a lot of stuff, but you can be so far off base, too. <laughs> kind of like the have a plan and the DIY thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so Charlotte's amazing. She's, she's, yeah. She keeps me in line. Yeah. Sometimes I just, I'm like, sweet, let's do it. And I just dive in and I don't have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to do something. <laughs> yeah. You can overwater the grass, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is a question that is, uh, sponsored by like Pow. You've what? never said that. What? That th- you could you overwater over- the I've grass. I've never heard that yet. Well, well, you can. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. 
<laughs> new piece of advice. Yeah. I don't know if you should be taking advice from me. I'm not qualified. <laughs> um, the next question is presented by POW, Protect Our Winners. Yeah. Um, good friends of the podcast. I know that you are involved with them as well as myself. They're involved with Spider. Um, but so my POW question is if you could ask everyone in the world to do one thing to make the world a better place, what would that thing be? Listen. Listen. Yeah. It's like really good Listen one. to people's stories, opinions, where they're coming from. Just and listen. Like, listen before you think about what you're going to say back. That or, yeah, tell them, <laughs> tell them what you think, even if you're just observing from afar and you just want to tell them something. Like, <laughs> ask them a question and listen. Yeah, listen. Because then you understand better. Yeah. I guess. Great answer. Yeah. I love it. I'm giving that a 10 out of 10. Steven, Dang, do I you have... so wise. You are so wise and sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, do you have a spirit animal? I was asked that earlier today, actually. Really? Um, <laughs> and it it's either a wolf or a buffalo. Okay, why? Uh, I like the wolf. It's just like quiet, silent, moving as a pack. Yeah. It's uh, They work together. Yeah. And they're big, strong animals, but they're not as strong as a buffalo or herd of buffalo. But yeah. they'll, they'll full-on hunt it down, get an elk, get a moose, get a... Buffalo are very buffalo. like wise. The 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 wisdom of the buffalo. They is... always stand with their butts into the wind too. Ooh. Yeah. You're Smart, wise, right? <laughs> for knowing that fact. <laughs> like most animals, like don't have that concept. But I think they're the only like animal that like because they they do a lot of standing. Yeah, I do that too, though. You stand with I, your butt. I stand into a the lot wind? in spandex at the top of mountains, and it's always butt to the wind. Face, okay. no way. I mean, wolf might sound like like more so sexy spirit animal, but buffalo <laughs> might be more fitting. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> I just like the buffalo. Being in Jackson, I just like yeah. I see the buffalo. I like the buffalo. I like the strength. I like how they're just, they seem so lazy, but they're... Crazy powerful. Super powerful. Yeah. And they can just explode on a dime. I do like cats, though. Just normal house cats. I could watch house cats all day. <laughs> I They're love inter- cats. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so allergic to them and I can't have them, but like just to watch them do what they do is pretty amazing. I was at dinner the other night and I brought up like, "Hey, have you guys seen that like compilation of videos where they scare cats with cucumbers?" And everybody at dinner looked at me like I was a crazy person <laughs> slash like it's kind of weird or whatever. And I was like, "No, it's hilarious." They're like, "No, no, no, that's not weird." <laughs> All right, I'm not claiming this, but um. I'll, I'll, well, I'll give credit to Glenn Plake. Okay. He showed me this app, and it's just the best. It's Weather Kitty. It's the Weather best. Kitty? Yeah. So it's there's just... A, there's always a cat. We're looking at it right now. Yeah. So it's the weather where you are, and it just rotates between pictures cat, of cats. Yeah, according to the weather. And out west right now, everything's just nice and bloopers. Glenn so. Plake showed you Weather Kitty? Oh, yeah. Then why do they all have Salt their Lake tongues cat out? Salt Lake looks nice. Well, this is Weather Bub. It's just cats with tongues out. but Which is a bub? But Innsbruck, let's see. Oh, it's nighttime. You're, the cat's reading. Uh, St. Anton, oh foggy. Gosh. Anyway, the, the rainy one that shows on like podcast. a soggy cat. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, download um, Weather Kitty or Weather Bub. Pretty funny. Wow, it's got good. But it, but look at the weather though. Boom, you got all. It's the, good weather too. It's good weather. Good weather and yeah. cats. Those are like my hour. two obsessions: cats and yeah, weather. You get redder. Oh my gosh! Now I'm getting advice on the podcast. <laughs> Um, it's amazing. Um, okay, we're kind of getting to something that we do every time on the podcast, but I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. We play this game two highs and a low on the podcast, and I want to ask you, what are two highs and one low of being a dad, since you're a relatively new dad? 
Okay, so being a dad, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> can edit that one out. Um, being a dad, you get to, uh, you, it's a constant core workout all day. You're holding your kid, she's 35 pounds, and she wants to like hold on to you. She wants to hug you all day long. So I'm like getting. Getting a workout all day long. Dad bod is not what you think. Dad bod is like an eight pack. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I utilize her. She gives me a workout, but she also trains me mentally. So I'm I'm constantly having to adapt to whatever she's throwing at me. Yeah. And and when I train for skiing, one cookie, <laughs> one cookie. When I train for skiing. Um, we, it was always like a circuit training in the gym. You fatigue your body down. This is like the theory that I believe. Then when you're tired, hop on a slack line or do some balance work or do some sort of coordination work or memory work under fatigue. That's, that's when you can set yourself apart or that's when you crash. That's when you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, um, with me, I don't have much time, which is the negative, but with that lack of time, I hammer my workouts, but then I'm being thrown curveballs all day long by my daughter. So that's keeping me on my toes yeah. and training me mentally. mentally. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the biggest, best thing is just like the daddy hug or the kiss. You're just like, good night. And she's like, huggy, huggy, please. Oh. And I just give her a hug and she squeezes as hard as she can. <laughs> and it just makes me smile. That's oh. it. <laughs> well, everybody knows I'm a major daddy's girl, so I feel like you've got you've got some bumps in the road uh, coming your way. It's going to be brutal, but oh, it's going to be it. worth it. I hear it's great till about 13, and it's, then I'm screwed. It gets real at 13. <laughs> 13 to 17 is pretty brutal. You great. can call my dad if you want some horror stories. All right. Um, <laughs> no, but I still to this day have the best relationship with my dad, so I think when I see friends have daughters i'm like instantly excited for oh, that so scared does she ski yet so, oh i was like i get a cookie oh yeah boom we're I even you a cookie Two um wait are we even or we are well, even. Oh. let's call it even okay but i mean she's like sliding on snow yet uh, i took her skiing last year you set me up <laughs> okay i'm the one that ruined this whole thing <laughs> uh but i she wouldn't do it by herself. Yeah. And if I let her go and let her glide by herself, she'd just fall down and scream. Yeah. <laughs> but if I held her between my legs, she loved it. Yeah. And then three runs in, she wanted French fries. So yeah. that well, was it. Well, sometimes I feel the same way. Um, is there <laughs> a low? The low is lack of time. Yeah. That's like the low yeah. of lows. <laughs> yeah. And lack of time being with her that you're just pulled away. It's, it's well, I'm just a sucker. I, I'm a total daddy's girl. I, 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 I'm a sucker, and whenever I'm around her, it's like, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. And Charlotte's just like, dude, <laughs> like, harden up, man. <laughs> oh, man, you got a long but, road ahead of you, I think. But, <laughs> but I, I was scared to have a girl. To all the dads yeah. out there that are going to have a girl, I had three brothers. That's all I knew. I'm like. It's a boy. Everybody thought it was a boy. And when we heard it was a girl, I was just like, oh, no. But <laughs> I love it. She loves me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, last thing on the podcast. Did you bring me a story, a non-S-word story? I, I have a story. Um, so the Grand Teton, I climbed it. This is probably 2012-ish, 11. Uh, I have a friend, Bob Bills, who invited me to hike it he was a scout master of like 
12, 10 scouts and he invited uh, me and this other guy to basically haul another one of the kids' dads up there who had terminal cancer. And so they wanted to get to the top of the grand before he died. And so um, Bob's like me. He doesn't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'd never climbed the Grand before. So we're going up and, uh, we're hiking up the mountain and Bob had his knee replaced six months earlier. So he's not making a good pace. (laughs) And he showed us where to camp and we put up there and he camped higher up in the, the moraine. So he'd have less of an ascent the next day. Um, and so he told me where to go. Well, I took off and obviously went the wrong way because I'd never done it. And with all the kids, like there's three people that hiked higher and there were 11 people down below that I guided the wrong way. Then we had to hike back down. So we climbed an extra thousand feet or so and then climbed back down. Then we met up with him. And then one of the kids is like, he was a Scottish kid. He's like, oh, Stephen, I forgot my harness. I'm like, well, you're out. So we (laughs) left him back at the camp. And then we started going up, and Bob made us start the ascent at midnight. Usually, you'll start at like four in the morning right. from the saddle or something. And he's like, "We got to get ahead of everybody." And so we climb up, and and we're we get to the saddle, and all the kids lay down, and they're like, "Oh, we're almost there!" But it's just like raging wind and freezing right. cold, and these kids are not prepared in the right shoes. And he said he train them how to repel and all that stuff. And he said they were prepared. I was, they're, they're not prepared. And this one kid who's like skinny as a, a whip just wouldn't eat anything. And I'm like, you got to eat these these clip bars, these gels. <laughs> so I stuff it down this kid. And then the first group comes up and we weren't ready. And so we let them go ahead. And the next group comes up and we let them go ahead and they go ahead. And so next thing you know, we're the last group up there. Yeah. And we go across Owen Spalding Route. We're going across the rock, the the boulder roll. And the skinny kid is second to last. I'm the last to clean the rope. And he's going over the roll. And I look at him and he looks at me. And he just throws up everywhere. And it just oh. like whips all over me. All over you? And I'm like, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay calm. <laughs> and uh, so... I clean the rope. We get to the top, and they're up there, and they're like, we made it. And I'm like, we're halfway there. We got to get down. And from what I've seen, this is going to be sketchy. And so I'm just trying to, like, remain calm. And covered in vomit. And I'm covered in vomit. (laughs) And we get to the rappel, and, like, the kids just let go of the rope and grab onto the rock. And I'm like, I thought you taught them how to rappel, Bob. They They didn't know much. But we got down. Well, the, then the thunderhead started building up oh us. And I'm like, like we got to go. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so we're telling the kids to hurry up when they get down to go down. Well, obviously, they went down the one chute that ends in a 200-foot cliff. So they're yelling, oh and it's echoing off the walls. And we're trying to get them to come back up to take the other route out. And we, we ended up getting down. The, the clouds cleared somewhat. Bob forgot his meds. His knee's totally swollen. He can't hike anymore. <laughs> so I put his backpack on my chest. I had two 75-pound backpacks, one on my chest, one on my back. And uh, we climbed down. We get to the bottom. This is like a really abbreviated story. There's so much sure. stuff that went wrong. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we get to the bottom, and everybody finally gets to the car, and it's night already. And 
lightning strikes, downpour ensues, and I'm like, wow, somehow we made it. Yeah. <laughs> like, somehow nobody died. And the rangers were on at us. They're like, you should never have more than six people in a group. And we had 12 people. Oh, <laughs> and I'm my like, gosh. Ugh. But it was cool because in that moment, you're just so intense and you're so focused and you're so into it. And not into it. You're just like, yeah. you're like. You're present. I, nobody knows what's going on here and I feel responsible. I'm like the yeah. only responsible one. And I got to make sure everybody's okay. And once it's done, you're like, whoa, that was super, super intense and super cool. And that's like I mean, a memory sounds, that'll stick through. Sounds like a nightmare, but also amazing. Oh, yeah. It oh was gosh. a nightmare in it. But once you're done, you're like, wow, that was Have pretty awesome. Have you done awesome. it since? I did it this summer oh. with Charlotte, actually. Oh, nice. We did it a couple summers ago. And I couldn't remember the route that well. And we got cliffed out. And it was iced out anyway. And we had dinner that night with a guide. And they're like, we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't guided the mountain in two weeks. You guys yeah. are crazy. Um, so we didn't. We got about 200 feet from the top, and then we're like, "This is too sketchy. We got to get out of here." Yeah. And then uh, we went to we did the the Exum Ridge route this summer, which yeah. was really really beautiful. Um, had some good friends that guided us up that, and uh, Charlotte, we were on the friction pitch, which has these tiny little holds and. And she's going up, but our guide tied us both to the same rope. And, well, before we hike, everybody's like, who wants to group together? And I'm like, I'd love to go with Charlotte. And yeah. she's like, okay. But in her head, she was thinking, I'll tell you what she was thinking. <laughs> We're on the pitch, and she's gripped on this rock, and she can't go. And I'm like, go, babe. And she's like, I can't find a foothold. I'm like, step on my hand, and yeah. you can do it. And she's like, if I step on your hand and you fall – you're going to tell me off because we're on the same rope and you're going to rip the guide off and then Nell's not going to have any parents. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even oh, think I of this. <laughs> and she's like, that's what I didn't want. That's why I didn't want to climb together. <laughs> and I'm oh like, what? <laughs> so uh, it ended up working out and we were alive <laughs> and we're fine. But <laughs> it was just a funny scenario. And I'm it was a beautiful day this grade. time, okay. this year, because it was probably 60 70 degrees on the summer we stayed up there for an hour and a half it was incredibly beautiful it was it was really really cool super special nice yeah well you should climb the grand you're not like selling it super well right now but (laughs) i believe get a guide (laughs) not me rule number one get a guide mr diy here (laughs) yeah i'll take you up the grand Oh, man. Well, we've talked through our time. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, and Amy. Stephen, if people want to keep up with you and follow you and find out more about you, where they should they go? Uh, at Stephen Nyman, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and, yeah, cool. that's about it. That's about it. I well, won't give you my phone number. <laughs> I already have your phone number. Oh. I don't know how, but I do. <laughs> Spider shoots. <laughs> yeah. No, I hopefully we get to have a break in the season to do another shoot this. Cool. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Have a great season. We'll be watching in Russian. So um, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Amy Ski. Of course, if you guys want to follow along with me, if you want to shoot me some listener questions, I love incorporating those. And if you guys haven't yet, get out, see Timeless presented by Volkswagen. It's an awesome movie. Um, There's a great cast. There's lots of good snow, some funny stuff. And uh, we will catch you next time on Long Underwear. This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment. Don't miss Timeless, presented by Volkswagen, premiering this fall. 
travel the globe with athletes like myself, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as legends like Glenn Plake, Kate Zeliff, Marcus Kasten, Ian Morrison, Baker Boyd, and more. All moviegoers will receive access to discounted lift tickets, gear, and swag. Go to warrenmiller.com for more. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Follow Warren Miller ENT on social media to keep the good times rolling. What's going on, everyone? Hallie O'Brien here, host of the Emmy Award-winning Snow Report show presented by Ski Magazine. If you enjoyed this podcast, then you're going to love the Snow Report. We talk skiing, snowboarding, weather, gear, beer, and every episode is a guaranteed good time. Catch new shows on Tuesdays at SkiMag.com.